Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh, hey, 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 hey. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your face. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. <laughs> So come on, let us listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. Aw, yeah. Hello, all my little girls and boys. It is I, Jason Emmett. And with me, as always, well, not as always, we're missing some people. But with me, as always, is two people on mute. I'm not muted. We just say in a different order. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> it Can shows you, Kev. It shows him. <laughs> no, he's just being quiet for no reason. I'm Casey Masterpiece. No, nope, he's gone. Oh, damn it. No, we just lost him. <laughs> and he's oh, in the hey, group. He's back. Oh, he's back again. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> <laughs> you there? Kev? Kevin. Hello. Oh, if he comes in with a bitch, god damn it. That's going to be great. <laughs> uh, we'll give it a second. You there, Casey? Hello. Hello. Okay. Hey. There he okay. That was ill-timed, man. Literally, I said, in with me as always is, and it was dead silent. <laughs> uh, god. Uh, let's hurry this thing up. This computer issues is driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> So with me as always is Casey Masterpiece and Twisted Kid Matt. All right. And as per usual, the other guys aren't here, but that's okay. We're actually just doing a, this is going to be another one of those quick in and outs. Uh, we're, we're actually going to release that interview we were telling you about. If you listen to the last Twisted Kid episode, uh, this is our interview with Stuart Pankin. Um, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about Stuart and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, let him do the talk, and there's probably about a 20 minute uh, interview, maybe a little bit, maybe 20, 25 minutes. I don't remember exactly. And then uh, we'll do a quick close on that, and then we've got normal shows coming back down the line here in a couple of weeks. Um, should be on a more regular schedule. Actually, there will be a much stricter schedule from here on out. So you should get three regular episodes of of uh, mixtape every month, and then there will probably be a Twisted Kid, and there may be some extra stuff thrown in. So you'll actually get at least four episodes of the show a month with some extra crap thrown in here and there. Uh, there there's some discussion down the road about doing like a subscription service. We, you, this stuff will always be free, but we may add some extra cool shit just for fun, and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about all that later. Uh, but let's, let's hit up a couple of things before we do. Hey, we've been talking about it. If you're following us on Twitter, which you should be, if you're following us on Instagram, which you should be, uh, even on TikTok, which you should be, then you would know we have the, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, the, uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm trauma screening coming up 25th. It's just down the road guys, like a week away. Uh, you can find out all the information you want. You can find it out at our website, which is where you need to be going anyway, because all the information for everything's over there and including how to follow us on Twitter, how to follow us on Instagram. It is www.themixtapepod.com, and look for the link tree thing right there. You That'll give you everything you need to know. But you'll see a page. 
Mark's special events. All of the ticket information for the trauma screening is there. Uh, it's going to be held at Humble Monk in Cincinnati, Ohio. Humble Monk is a, a brewery here. They are awesome. They're fantastic people. And guess what? That's where my wedding's going to be, too. Yay! Hey, uh, I'm getting married, guys. She's sitting behind me right now. I'm getting married, and we're registered. So if you guys want to buy... <laughs> Do you want to buy us gifts? We're registered. We're trying to move into a house so we can use some shit. Uh, I really hope Kevin brings a slide whistle to, to the wedding. wedding. She'll kill him. Speak <laughs> now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> oh, I would like... I would pee myself i would laugh so hard though. um but yeah so uh humble monk is a great place you can google humble monk brewing they will come right up oh i just punched my microphone they will come right up that's a euphemism i punched my microphone uh and they will have uh, all the details there as well but you should go check them out anyway uh we sent uh we didn't but kevin sent matt some of their the krampus for Christmas as his Christmas gift. That was yeah. one. That was their Christmas. But did you drink that by chance? I have not yet. Whew, get ready for a hell of a night when you do. Yeah, it's, like it's thirteen. It's thirteen percent. Oh, he wants <laughs> yeah. to see me die. Oh God, it's good, but whew, it's strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please check all that out. Um, and if you can make it out, hey, that weekend's Horror Hound weekend. So you might as well come out and spend the whole weekend in Cincinnati. You'll have a hell of a good time. So come out, check us out, have a good time. All that good shit. Uh, like we said on the last episode, we don't ask this a whole lot, um, but if you could, whatever service you're listening to us through, if you could leave us a review, that'd be great. And share it with your friends. Tell your friends about us. We're, we're trying to grow things. Things are kind of amping up. We've got interviews in the works, so there'll be a bunch more of those coming up. we got some really cool people that we've been talking to that we're going to be doing shit with, so be looking for that. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'll tell you the next episodes uh, the show. We've got another Inappropriate Song episode coming up which uh, people seem to like those. Those are always fun. Um, it's because they're dirty. They are dirty. I call, it, I call it like naughty lyrics or something like that. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, another. We actually I have a couple of uh, songs you didn't know were remakes coming up. So we've Ooh, done those. We have, we have a couple of more of those on the, those on the pipeline. Fun. Yeah. Uh, we have. Make some uh, more Spotify playlists. Then. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Well, this is the Minnesota. I don't know why that just happened. Minnesota show. <laughs> uh, um, what else do we got coming up? We have uh, one that I'm working on right now. It's, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys remember, but we did an episode where we did a uh, movie theme song challenge. It was actually one of our more popular episodes, so people out there probably remember. But we played songs that were like themes for not like you know famous songs for movies, and the guys had to like figure tell me what movie it came from and what the name of the song was. Got me thinking. And uh, I'm, we're going to ask Metal Mikey to join us for this one, but I want to do a uh, famous video game theme song, like 80s. Oh, yeah. And we'll play the the music, and everybody's got to try to tell me what video game it's from. And I've already got a list compiled for that. So we got some really cool stuff coming. Uh, more movies, more interviews, more Twisted Kid. We've got a whole list of Twisted Kid shit. So if there's something in particular, in particular, motherfucker. Particular. In particular. I don't have a wiener. Um, so <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Can we just get Billy Squire to come on the show and just do that, live? dude? If I would love to get Billy Squire on That'd the show, great. Uh, let's try to get like, Billy hey, Squire man. on the show. Come on. 
Uh-huh. Anytime Jay fucks up, just sit in the <laughs> Billy Squires like in the background, anytime, just, like our in studio band. Stroke. <laughs> just, that would be great. Our in studio band is just Billy Squire, so he can yell Billy stroke Squire. at me. Look <laughs> <laughs> at um, a rowing machine. <laughs> stroke. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's not what he uh, had intended the song to be used for, but hell, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, damn it! I, my my one hit song has become like fucking these guys' theme for when this guy can't speak straight. So anyway, if there's anything in particular you would love to hear us talk about, please drop us a line. Your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com. Your as in belonging to. If you put a fucking re in it, I'm going to. I'm glad that you won't be able to email me. We won't get the email. That's <laughs> we won't, and I'm glad we won't get the email. We didn't register. It's every not you are. <laughs> just because you can't that would figure be out the either. proper usage of your. <laughs> Turns out people have been contacting us this whole time. They're just sending it to the wrong. You are email. the mixtape you podcast. Are That's what mix- it is. You are. Well, maybe they do yeah. think that. You know. No, it's and, your as in belonging to as in this is your podcast, your mixtape yeah, podcast. We, we made this mixtape at gmail dot com. So yeah, you you can uh, write us over there if there's something in particular you would love to hear us talk about, or if you want to sing us a song because you're the piano man, or whatever the fuck you want to do, leave us a message. We would love to hear it. What else? I'm just trying to get through the you know typical crap before we get into the the cool crap. Uh, I don't have anything. So, listen, we talked about it on the last episode. We recently, Matt and I got to talk to uh, Stuart Pankin. And honestly, it was it was, awesome. it was it was fantastic talking to him. Uh, chances are good you've – chances are really good you've seen this guy. Like, you know him. The second you see him, you probably recognize his voice the second starts he starts talking. Because if you haven't yeah. seen him, you've heard him. Um, but he was in a little bit of everything throughout the 80s, the 90s, uh, even into the 2000s. But in this interview, you're going to hear some really cool shit. The guy has uh, – he's just sort of a jack of all trades, really. He's kind of a renaissance yeah. uh, performer. Movies, I, I, TV. I tell him at one point – the show, theater. Yeah, like I don't even want to call him an actor. And I, I tell him, I'm like, I, you're not really an actor. You guys are – you're celebrities. And he totally agrees with that because – it was a different era and you didn't just do one thing. And we talked to him about all of that. But what's amazing in this is the scope of people he's worked with and become friends with. And he talks a little bit about it, but like he was friends with Betty white, you know, like good friends with Betty white because he was on the game show circuit for so long. And she was known as the queen of game shows and just all these people he's, he's worked with. It's, it's really great interview. But like I said, if you haven't seen him, you've probably heard him, but I'm going to give you a real quick rundown of just some of the movies he's been in. Hangar 18, which is one I saw when I was a kid. That's the supposed to be the true story about. Uh, I saw it because it's supposed to be uh, Wright Pat Air Force Base, which is here just north of us, which is where they took the UFO, you know, that crashed. Over uh, in Dayton. Yep. Ooh. I've been on Wright Pat Air Force Base before, actually. It's right there at the Air Force Museum, uh, which mm-hmm. is a really cool place. Uh, the Dirt Bike Kid, which we talked about last episode, uh, the last uh, Twisted Kid. We talked about Dirt Bike Kid. Uh, he's in arachnophobia, and it sucks because, Matt, we actually want to talk to We'll probably end up having him on again because we get done with the interview and we realize there's so much shit we wanted to talk to him about and we didn't do yeah. it. And I, I totally want to even mention half the stuff. We, we didn't mention arachnophobia. 
At yeah, all. Not even at all. And I really wanted to tell them the story about me. I've been trying to get my kids to watch Arachnophobia, and they won't watch it because they're terrified of spiders. And I keep trying to convince them, like, yeah, it's spiders, but it's, it's like, funny. Like, you got to see this movie, man. Uh, he's in Arachnophobia. He plays the uh, sheriff in that. He's in Fatal Attraction. He's in Striptease. He's in Congo. And Matt asks him yeah. a hilarious question, which, is, of course, he's like, well, what was that? Did, you just, did Kevin that number two just me. pull his zipper down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I have no this? idea what that was. Um, what he's in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, he's in uh, Second Sight with John Larroquette and Bronson Pinchot, and we talked to him a little bit about that, uh, about Bronson Pinchot. Mannequin 2, <laughs> so on the move, Ooh. with Herman's head. <laughs> it's William Ragsdale, man. And, and he's in and the Buffy. show that we've mentioned – the most on this show. Whoops. You think we've mentioned uh, whoops the most on this show? Well, other uh, than good times. He plays Santa Claus on whoops. On one episode of whoops. Most people don't even remember whoops. I do, but. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, he was on Not Necessarily the News. He was on, uh, he was in BJ and the Bear, Night Court, Family Ties, Falcon Crest, Chips, Golden Girls, Scarecrow, Mrs. King. He was on Benson. Uh, he was on numerous game shows like uh, Hollywood Squares and all that, Password. Uh, but when, when we get into some of this, but he voiced a lot of characters, uh, especially Disney. Uh, he was a voice on Aladdin the Animated Series, uh, Bonkers, Darkwing Duck, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, uh, Animaniacs, uh, and of course, which we will get into in the show, Earl Sinclair on Dinosaurs. He is, he is uh, the big man himself. So... Like I said, if you haven't seen him, you've heard him. He, he's a great dude, super nice guy, uh, and it was a really fun interview. We, we were lucky enough to to have a few minutes to, to speak with him. So, highly recommend you guys uh, check out this interview, and uh, we'll go ahead and let him do the speaking because, well, you know, you don't really want to keep he's hearing. better at it. Yeah, he's better at it. He's uh, good with words. And then we'll come back and close out the show after that. Uh, so let's go ahead and oh, I do, I I do want to say real quick. Um, I think we mentioned it on the last show, but uh, there, there are a couple of podcasts we like to recommend, and one of them is uh, Hey You Guys. Uh, hey You Guys actually did an interview with Stuart Pankin as well. Um, they talked to him pretty much exclusively about dinosaurs. So if you want to do a deep dive into dinosaurs, uh, go over and check out their episode with him on it, and they talked to him all about dinosaurs. We talked to him for a couple of minutes about, about it, but mostly we talked to him about his career in general. So if you're really we'll into tag, dinosaurs, we'll tag them in the in the post. Yeah, on this as well. Yeah, because they do a really good interview with them all about dinosaurs, and they get a little more in depth on that show in particular. So go over and check that out. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick off the interview, and then we'll come back and close out the show after that. Listen up, tapeworms. The mixtape podcast wants you. Drop us an email. Your mixtape podcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail. 513 he seven That's 513-437-2377. All the cool kids are doing it. You want to be cool, don't you? We are on the phone tonight with Stuart Pankin. Uh, honestly, it's it's one of those things I've been sort of following your entire career <laughs> uh, i like that from as early on as i when i was a kid i grew up watching the dirt bike kid i was a huge oh. fan of that movie great um Thanks. i watched not necessarily the news when i was probably way too young to be watching it didn't understand half of it but i remember watching it 
Um, I did it and I don't understand half of it. (laughs) Fair enough. It's just been one of those things when you kind of realize, like, I I was online the other day and I'm like, like, I have seen you in everything. Like, everything Everything. I've ever watched, you've pretty much been in it. From my yeah. birth of a nation to going with the wind to uh, to now. <laughs> well, maybe not that far. <laughs> oh, like, that's, a, that's a bit of a range there, but all right. <laughs> we'll take it. You actually did theater before you got into television. Is this correct? Oh, yeah. It's my first love. Do you still do theater at all, or is this... You know, before the pandemic hit, I was... Um, I, I have been doing some theater. I work at a wonderful place called the Santa Monica Playhouse, and I've done plays there. I haven't done them in a long time. But, uh, but yeah, any chance, any chance I can, um, I, I do it. There's not a lot of opportunity out there, you know, for plays. and uh, uh, Well, there are a lot of opportunities, but uh, mostly I work at the Santa Monica Playhouse when I can and do, uh, and do whatever they want because I like those people. How different is theater compared to movies or television? <laughs> Well, there's, there's, just sit down. I got some things to say. First of all, for an actor, the theater is is immediate. It's live. It's it's present. It's direct um, response from the audience uh, that can help your performance, hurt your performance, shape your performance. Sure. I mean, you're just there. It's it's an every night, and things are not necessarily the same every night. Although you know, and you learn all the time. I mean, movies. I mean, let's television. For the most part, I'll never work again. You know, the material is much less interesting and challenging. Uh, plays are written, you know, they, they're they written by very smart people. Not that television writers are not smart. <laughs> it's just that they, pan, they have to pander sure. to a much larger sure. audience. I mean, if somebody's doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, you're not going to get, you know, 13-year-olds coming. What, what is he not? Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> you know, they're going to watch. They're going to watch, you know, I don't know what they're going to watch. I don't know what kids watch. Naomi. I mean, that's a show that I happen to remember. <laughs> and also, so the, the material isn't as challenging, and it's a much more simplistic. Movies, of course, you know, since they take longer to write, and uh, uh, they can be better. Like Fatal Attraction uh, is, a, is, a, is a terrific movie. Right. I mean, and there are a lot of, there are, the movies are, are, are more challenging. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get a, a nice, challenging part, but uh, you know, I started in theater and uh, and worked, you know, up and from when I was a teenager till now. Uh, it's just it's just a richer from for me. Uh, it's a richer experience, um, and it, it, television and movies are are so much director driven, producer driven. Uh, technical, much more technical. You have a lot of considerations, you know, many, many takes, and you don't get a chance to choose which one you want. Right. You got to let, a, you know, you rely on other people. And in, in in a play, it's it's you. Your your tochus is on the line when you're out there uh, <laughs> working, and uh, you, you rise and fall on on your other actors, which is you know great, and uh, and the material. Anyway, that's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, it's a great answer. So. I'm going to say it at this point, you've been in what I consider to be some pretty iconic movies, especially from my childhood growing up. I mean, these are movies that have been like part of me my entire life. Could you say, would you say in general that I helped raise you? I would. Yeah. He, <laughs> my, was a, he was a bit of a latchkey kid, but uh, he just came <laughs> home and just literally watched Dirt Bike Kid on repeat. Uh, we, I think Dirt uh, Bike Kid was one of those yeah. movies that was on HBO and we just watched it all the time. I think it was just one of those things. But yeah, uh, and, uh, I'll, it's still I'll admit, on I just, one of those. 
you know, yeah, I just watched it for the first time last night. So yeah, I told Matt he I've needed to in, watch it. I've been indoctrinated. He'd never seen it before. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this movie. I've been watching it ever since I was a kid. It's, it's a just, very sweet. It is uh, uh, a young person's movie, and you know, and none, there's no nothing to be ashamed of, and and everybody can watch it, and people, you know, people like it, like you guys. Thank God. I think that's one of those things. When I was a kid, um, my parents, you know. It was an acceptable film for me to watch, and it was funny for for me as a kid. To you know, I laughed a lot in it. Plus, it was a young Peter Billingsley, which you know he's doing uh, some pretty cool stuff these days. I think so. Yeah, well, he's a producer. Yeah, he's done fine by himself. I've helped raise him too. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you did good? He did good. What What role would you say your like people notice you most from? Like, what what do people come up to you and say the most? Well, that's that's interesting. well, young people re- uh, come up and talk to me about my Disney stuff. Sure. Uh, um, that's so great. All that stuff that I did for Disney, kids watch it a lot. I mean, they're addicted to that stuff, and they do remember me uh, from it. Not necessarily news. I get recognition for that. Uh, dinosaurs, strangely enough. Uh, yeah. You know, during the <laughs> pandemic, uh, you know, tons and tons of people have been send- sending me requests and to sign their Pinko, Parko, what do they call it? Pinko boxes? Funko. Funko, Funko. Yeah, and I figure I sign them and I send them back and they sell them on eBay, which is fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. You know, I'm not, my face isn't on it, but uh, people, you know, not necessarily news dinosaurs. I mean, those are the ones that people, you know, come up to me. Not necessarily in California, but when I used to travel back east a lot, I mean, people, people would come up to me more there than here. Here, maybe people are jaded. They say, oh, yeah, there's that actor. You know, they don't care. <laughs> Well, dinosaurs has kind of had that resurgence because of Disney Plus, right? So it's kind of right, absolutely. Been, yeah, that's that's yeah. why I've been getting all this feedback from it. So do people like walk up? Do they just like hear your voice and instantly recognize you from the voiceover work you've done? Or rarely, rarely. Uh, there was one sound guy in a noisy restaurant who came over and said, "Are you do you, do you want dinosaurs?" I mean, that was astounding. But usually they don't they don't recognize my voice. They just know that I'm in it. And then they send me pictures for them to sign, and That's I'm happy cool. to do it. And, yeah. and I'm happy that Dinosaurs is still uh, is still is still out there. It was a terrific show. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think my kids uh, kind of grabbed onto it on Disney Plus and have watched it since. You know, and it was one of those things. It's like it's really cool because now another generation gets to watch that. And right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was my that son was, was young. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the only. Uh, you've done other voiceover. You've done other voiceover work with Disney, correct? Yeah, a lot. Most of it was, was with Disney, and I think it was a, a lot because of uh, dinosaurs. I got to know the casting director, the voice casting director over at Disney, and I did a bunch of stuff for them. And uh, and it's great. It's a great job for an actor. Voiceovers are, <laughs> you know, you can show up naked and do it, and <laughs> nobody cares. Well, a lot of people care. Yeah, they, they probably care. They're just, okay. just right. going to go with it. Like, right, listen, sir. listen, he's like the star of the show. We can't, <laughs> we got to accept but whatever that was he comes a nice, with. That was a nice adjunct gift from Dinosaurs <laughs> that I got to do a bunch of voiceovers. That's pretty cool. So I, I, so I've heard rumor. Is is any of the rumor true? Or do you even know? I've heard rumor they're talking about, like, bringing dinosaurs back. You know, I years ago when, when it started, the resurgence started, uh, there was a rumor, and I actually called Michael Jacobs, who's uh, who was the producer creator of the show, and he goes, "No, first of all, dinosaurs uh, was the most expensive, maybe right. the most expensive half-hour television show right. uh, up to at the time, and like I say, maybe now. I mean, it was just so expensive to 
to produce and make and maintain because of the puppets and the animatronics. So I, I don't think uh, I don't think that there, a lot of people have asked that. Yeah, it's, you know, they, they ask it about not necessarily the news too. Do it again. Do it. You know, it ain't going to happen. It's kind of it's kind of sad because I think that's a that's just a Henson problem uh, because we just had um, the Dark Crystal on the Netflix series and it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I heard the same thing yeah. that it was just so expensive to do the show that you yeah. know after one season they decided they weren't going to do it again and they both just fantastic shows and when you look at dinosaurs and you look at how good it looks i mean you know yeah. nowadays oh, they, great. they would just cgi the, it the nowadays you know time, man. yeah it was fantastic yeah. it was, i mean it's like they would it would never work cgi i mean it would never no, work i agree anything yeah. the way they yeah, did be it terrible. that that's what made it that's what made it so appealing I mean, it was great for the kids because they looked at the puppets, and it was great for the adults because they dealt with uh, interesting uh, adult themes. Yes. You know, so it was fun <laughs> yeah. for the whole family. Veiled veiled topics, basically. We just take this, this human topic and turn it around and make it about dinosaurs. Some really serious that, topics, too. Yeah, yeah, really that's good. Right. Like, it's, that's probably the one show that I remember the most from, from my childhood is, is dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And, yeah. Yeah, and all those guys, all those uh, showrunners and writers have moved on to be extremely successful uh, in their own rights. I mean, they're, they're all, there are so many of them, but, you know, most of them are now producer writers on on their own shows, which they create or they or work for somebody else. So they, you know, these are smart guys. These are good guys. So you've worked with, I mean, first of all, Dinosaurs Alone. So did you, I assume probably not, Jim, but did you ever get to meet Brian Henson or... Oh yeah, Brian. Brian was uh, was mostly after Jim died. Yeah. I, I think I met him briefly once, and very sorry that I, you know, yeah. that that was it. But Brian took was was the the guy who ran that company, uh, and he was he was always around. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy too. That's very, really cool. Yeah, and he did a, he did a great job. As a matter of fact, Bill Beretta, who was inside the the, the Earl character, is now a, a big. Uh, Mucky Muck at the at the Henson Company. Really, he's worked his way up the chain. Yeah, he's <laughs> he produces, he writes, he directs, he acts. You know, he's done real nice with with the Henson Company. Nice guy. So you've got to work with some really cool people over the years. I mean, just uh, we were we were talking about it the other day. I mean, like you've worked with uh, people that we kind of hold like some esteem for just growing up. I mean, John Larroquette, Bronson Pinchot, Rick Moranis for Pete's sake. I mean, he, you've worked with. All these guys, these <laughs> you don't know any of them. Uh, so, are there any? Well, they is, said they know you. Yeah, they they all told us they knew you. Yeah. Um, we're, so, we're was there anybody that was there anybody that you were just like, man, I just loved working with them, and I would love to work with them again? Yeah, uh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> you know, who were you, Rick and, and John Larroquette, and who was the other one? Uh, Bronson Pinchot. Bronson, yeah, it was. Uh, you know. Rick, Rick Moranis uh, it was he had he went through some tough times. His wife right. had just died. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and he was just such a. I worked with him twice actually, and he was just he was a great guy. And when he gave up acting for a while to raise his kids, it's, it's, it's that's an admirable choice to make. I mean, it's it's almost if you're a father, it's it's a choice you have to make. Right. But Rick made it. And he put all that acting and showbiz stuff behind him to raise his kids. So that's. Wonderful. And Larroquette was great. I mean, we played gin in this trailer, you know, most <laughs> most days. Bronson was strange but good. Uh, it was, well, that show was called Second Sight. Second Sight, yeah. It was a yeah. writer's strike. 
it was a writer's strike, so every night they, uh, he and a, and a bunch of other people went and they rewrote the script, which was not terribly successful, but an interesting and and fun shoot in Boston. I mean, my son was very young, so we had a good time there. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. John Ritter. John Ritter was another one of the guys that I, you know, he was a, he was a friend and he was a, a colleague. Terrific guys. I mean, these are all. I don't think I work with anybody that uh, that I said I would never work with that son of a bitch again. I mean, they're all, <laughs> you know, everybody's their ups and downs, but most of these, most of the ups, most of these guys, the people that I work with that you know about, like Michael Douglas, I mean, Ann Archer, they, they, the, the ups far outweigh the downs. You sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here listening. It's like, well, I, and I, you know, you get kind of a, that you hear stories of Hollywood and you hear about certain people that, and it, you start name you're naming these people, and it's like, like you said, you know, John Larroquette, John Ritter, uh, Rick Moranis, even yourself have kind of like developed this. Um, like people just say you guys are all really nice guys, and you're all friendly yeah. to talk to, and you're, it seems like you're just in that crowd. You you seem to work with all well, the nice that's people. Great. I, I Maybe you just get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've noticed something just in talking to you right now. You have actually worked with more than one person who was in Ghostbusters. You got Rick Moranis, and you got Ernie Rick? Hudson from when he was in Congo. So I don't know if you're yeah, on set. Never any scenes with him, but we Hudson. certainly were in the same movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that actually. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Like when Matt and I were talking about this interview, we were kind of geeking out a little bit because they're like Congo is one of Matt's favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that's why I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> And and like I said, it just and, kind of stood out to me a little bit. And yeah. me as a kid getting to, you know, I was like, dude, he was in the dirt bike kid. And Matt's like, what? He was in Congo. I'm like, yeah, but he was in the dirt bike kid. <laughs> like, so it's just been really cool. But that's not all. You, that's just it. You've run like the gambit. But you, wait, there's more. There's more. There's not more. only have you done theater and television and movies, you did a lot of game shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the eighties, uh, I did a lot of game shows. But that's when game uh, shows were like came. huge, right? That's what they were like a thing to be on shows like Pyramid and you know yeah. and Password. That was like a, a huge thing. I don't think kids today fully understand the grasp of game shows in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, that's it. Is interesting. You're, you're right. I mean, they. I guess there's a game show channel now, and there some game shows are coming back. But the classic game shows and the game show pilots that I did, it was a big time for that. Yeah. For that, uh, yeah. If you were interested, are you interested in game shows? I, I grew up watching them. I loved game shows yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of try, like when I sit and talk to my kids, it's like they don't understand certain things. Like they don't understand Saturday morning cartoons. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's so weird for me to have grown up in a, in a time where it's like, but this is just what you did. And when you look right. at shows like, you know, Hollywood Squares and uh, $10,000 Pyramid, it's like in the 80s, there was this this whole group of people that weren't actors. They were celebrities. They were known for multiple different things. And, and we don't get that as much anymore, I don't I don't feel like. Well, no, no, not, not anymore. Um, but when you get guys like Charles Nelson Riley, who is a dear, dear man, a friend of mine, Betty White, yeah. who was who game show queen, you know, and we became friends over the years. You know, these are, you know, when Betty stopped, you know, working. And she, first of all, she never stopped working. No. But she always, <laughs> because of Alan Ludden, she always really enjoyed doing the game shows. And, and Charles, you know, he was a game show fixture. Right. You know, when he, when he, when his acting, you know, when he stopped acting seriously. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about Hollywood. There was a guy named Chuck Charles. I forget his name, but you become famous because you're on game shows, right? Uh, yeah, once in a while. Yeah, it was Chuck Woolery. No, no, no. <laughs> he was a host. No, Charlie Charlie Weaver. Charlie Weaver. You're too young, but but he was a regular on <laughs> Hollywood Squares, and he became he's famous because he was on Hollywood Squares. It's like Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn had a nice acting career, but he's famous because he was on Hollywood Squares. So are those are those shows as much fun to do as they are to watch? Um, the pyramid, which I'd done a lot, is was never fun. Really? It was always work. You're always at work in the clock. You're always nervous because you want to do well for the contestants and win the money. So that was always pressure. The other shows like Password or Windows and Draw and whatever, whatever else I did, yeah, they were fun. They were fun because there was not that much pressure. Uh, you know, you you get the picture right on win, lose, and draw, and you know you win a toaster oven. So you know, if you win it, you don't win it. Who cares? But you know, but the, the pyramid was was a great game show uh, uh, created by uh, Bob Stewart, who was a dear dear friend of mine uh, before he died, and even after he died, he's a dear friend of mine. All right. And and it was a great. I, I think it's a, the best game show around. Yeah, I think they, I think they brought that back recently, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it's on now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So you you mentioned like you've been you've been involved in acting since you were young. Like what what got you interested? Like what gave you the bug? Well, as a kid, I I always was a ham, and you know when we went to family <laughs> dinners, I was always up there, you know dancing and singing and trying to entertain people. But I'm talking a kid, you know. Sure. And then when I went to college, I was going to be a psychology major because I enjoyed that in high school. But there was something when that first audition was announced, to, you know, and I walked across that dark, scary campus to the audition hall, and I, and I got the job. I was a furniture mover, but I got the job. I said, I think I want to do this. And uh, my teacher, Dave Brubaker, uh, professor, director, was so great that uh, it, it inspired me to just stick with, with show business. And then after that, even after that first audition in college, long time ago, before you were born, I, that, that's what that's what you know sealed the deal. I wanted to be an actor since then. Because in, in high school, I didn't act because the, the, the auditorium collapsed. I mean, literally, the roof <laughs> fell in. Well, so there was, there was no auditorium and there was no place to do plays. That's, that's so a I good reason. in high school. Yeah, that's a very good reason. Sign. But in college, in college, I did everything I could. Every, every conceivable project, theatrical project I could do. So we're, I mean, we're, we're pushing hard to get a scoop from you. <laughs> so I know we, we kind of, yeah, scoop, because we kind of mentioned dinosaurs. Uh, there's also a lot of talk of... Uh, I don't know if they're they're saying, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" movie on Disney Plus or something like that. Have you heard anything about that? Or a, a movie for Honey We Shrunk the Kids? I I've heard they're going to do another, like a sequel about uh, like his one of his kids is an adult now. I'm, yeah, they just keep yeah. shrinking their well, kids. They keep shrinking people. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking of me if they're if they're doing a, a kids version. I, you know, if the phone rings, I'll pick it up and I'll go. <laughs> no, I like, I, I think, the today, I so. think they're doing a full, like a full blow. The, the rumor is that they're doing a movie. It's just going to premiere on Disney plus And it's going to be like about his kid. Now that he's like, like Matt said, they just keep shrinking people. We don't, 
<laughs> he needs to get that machine under control is what he needs to do. Yeah, I know. I mean, it begins. <laughs> they're either shrinking yeah, them or blowing them up. I know they're going to shrink people. I get it. <laughs> or blow them up. Yeah, they blew they blew up a baby. They did they that did too. That oh, they were desperate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I people went and saw it. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Movies. I saw probably all of them actually. <laughs> I think I did, too. I know I did. In fact, I read for the first one. I read for the first time we shrunk ourselves. And the bastards oh. didn't want me. Uh, but they wanted me eventually. But they wanted you the second yeah. time around. Yeah, they were yeah, like, they you were know eventually. what? They are yeah. like, maybe we messed up the first time. We we got to get them here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it's it's been – we. We were talking about the other day, Matt and I, and it's – I mean, we were kind of joking at the beginning that you've been in everything, but really – You've been in a lot from, I mean, from television shows that we grew up watching. Like, I think, weren't you even in an episode of Moonlighting? Never. No, no, it wasn't Moonlight. What was it then I saw that you were in? Something that I watched growing up. Was it Remington Steel? It one of those. One of my pornos, was it? Uh, it might have been. Uh, it might have been. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> fan of those. <laughs> it was one of those shows, those like um, private detective type shows were pretty big. Yeah, I. I don't remember the names right now, but I, I did do a bunch of those. Um, oh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King? That, maybe that's what it was. I did. Scarecrow, yeah, I did that's that. what it I was. Did, I did a yeah, yeah. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah, and it's it was one of those things that's kind of like, name name a show from the 80s, the 90s. Yeah. There's there's a good chance you, you might have shown up in it. <laughs> At least auditioned for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's just the TV shows alone. Like, movies, again, just sheer, like, scope of... You know, uh, striptease and like we said, Congo. Uh, just yeah. you're probably gonna if if there's a movie, it's, you're probably gonna hit some movie that somebody just absolutely loves and they remember you for being in. That's that's a pretty good career. Thank you, thank. You. That's very sweet to say. I, I, I'm I'm very happy. You know, I mean, I I don't work a lot now, but uh, uh, it, it, like I said, if the phone rings, you know, I'm there, baby. <laughs> well, Mad told you as mentioned earlier. Uh, we we actually both collect Funko Pop, so if it, we'll, we'll have oh, to send cool. we'll have to send one your way, and I promise it won't end up on <laughs> on yeah, eBay. It'll it'll stay on our shelves. So. <laughs> you do whatever you want. In fact, I saw one on eBay. I went on eBay and I saw one my one of mine, and I it was I don't know what it was going for. You know, in, in the two or three figures, and I, I offered ten dollars for it. And they, they said no thanks. <laughs> You're like, like you're like I, I could signed it. I could sign my own. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You may you may possibly have more than one Funko Pop out there. Not not just Earl Sinclair, but you might have something for Darkwing Duck as well. Yeah, I know. Well, that's I, I that I don't know. You would know much more about that. Than <laughs> <laughs> Jay Jay will look it up later. I will look it I up later. It. I'm I'm sort of a. I, it became a weird obsession. I'm. Well into my forties and obsessed with Funko Pop. It's not normal. It shouldn't happen. But you know, <laughs> you know, we don't want to keep you too long. But before we let you, okay. you you'd mentioned. I mean, I know the pandemic came and it really. I mean, it just for there's like a year of our lives that kind of just doesn't exist if you think about it. Like right. we were all kind of closed in. There were no movies. We weren't, you know, doing anything. But do you have do you have anything coming up? Anything you're currently working on or? Uh, nothing that that I'm working on during the pandemic. We actually, I actually did a a, a Zoom play written for Zoom by a, a gentleman named James Nevius. It was a, a high school reunion, St. Mary Immaculate High School reunion, and it was written for Zoom. So everybody was in the reunion on you know television oh. on their computer screens, and it's a murder mystery. And every every night somebody different you know was was the murderer, 
it was kind of clever, and it really, you know, it, it kept me from chomping at the at the bit, <laughs> you know, just doing something. And we raised some money for for a theater company in Hawaii where those guys live. It was it was great. There's some movies coming out that haven't come out yet. A movie called Deep in the Forest, and there's a movie. It was sort of an autobiographical movie about Marriott Hartley and her husband Jerry Soroka. And they did a, a movie about their, I forget the name, it's, it's almost incredibly true, you know, history of our lives kind of thing. It's apparently very successful. I mean, it's been in a m- bunch of festivals. These movies will probably end up being on cable, you know, sometime. But as far as, uh, as doing, working on anything now, not really. Unless you guys have a script, just send it to me. I do have a script, but nobody wants it, so I just gave up on it a long time ago. <laughs> well, um, we really appreciate your time. Uh, I'm. That's a pleasure. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been great talking to you. Like I said, it's kind of a. I get real nostalgic for certain things, and and just like I said, when I saw saw you online, I'm like, we should talk to this guy, man. I mean, he was in like all this stuff from when we were kids, and. So uh, we're, we appreciate you working with our technical difficulties. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Anytime, guys. You're, you're very easy to talk to. Yeah, we apologize for the holdup there, but we—I mean—it's been really great talking to you. I'll probably—if um, you know—are you on—are you on, are you on uh, Twitter? You know, my daughter-in-law made me go on Twitter, but I, 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 I don't use, I mean, the answer is yes, but I don't know how to do it. Well, when we, yes, yes but no, when we release episodes, I, I'll let you know that we I'm released it. I'm still trying it. to figure out postcards. <laughs> I'm still hey, trying to figure out postcards. you know what? We have a postcard club. We're uh, yeah, one of our members of One of our listeners uh, set up a postcard club. Wow. Cool. Yeah. It, we, yeah. we get some very strange postcards from we, them. <laughs> we do, we do. Entertaining, um, but it's 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 fun. It is entertaining, but it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I will. Uh, when the episode uh, releases, I'll let you know. I'll send you over a thing in LinkedIn, and I'll 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 tag you on Twitter. Even even if you can't follow it, other people will. So that's that's something. So terrific. But again, we really appreciate and, uh, your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice Thanks. We really you appreciate good, it. You have a good night. You too. Stay safe. Hi, this is Stuart Pankin, and you're listening to the Mixtape Podcast with Jason and Matt, two really great guys and knowledgeable guys. So uh, listen to it all the time, day and night. So there you go. There was our interview with Stuart Pankin. Like I said, uh, you know, if you've you got a chance, go check him out online. Um, He's a great dude and just a really, really fun guy to talk to. Uh, it was a, We had a really good time talking to him. It's funny because we got done with the interview and then Matt and I sat there for like 20 minutes just going, oh my God, we forgot to talk about this. And Matt's like, I didn't just want to list every movie he was into. I'm like, I was like, yeah, we were totally Chris Farley from the Chris Farley yeah. show. It was like, hey, remember that time you were in Congo with Ernie Hudson? Yeah, that, was yeah, that, that was awesome. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> Which do you did say that, and he's like, uh, yeah. "Well, I didn't actually. I wasn't in, on screen with with Ernie, but uh, yeah." It's like you're in the movie with him. It counts. Well, you made you made the comment. You're like, you have a couple of connections to Ghostbusters, and he does because Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and, and that just like occurred to me while we were talking. I was like, wait a minute, hang on. Ernie Hudson's in Congo, and he's a Ghostbuster, and he was in another thing with uh, Rick Moranis. Oh my God. <laughs> you practically I, a Ghostbuster. I love that. I love him. We're like, we ask him about Bronson Pinchot. And he's like, I mean, he was great. He's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I bet. 
I do like that he validated like so many people that were just like great, like that were just yeah. super friendly and great to work with, like John Larroquette and bringing up John Ritter was really cool too, you know. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, you're just sort of amongst the nice guy club and and Hollywood, you know, it's like all these sort of nice guys that you're just one of them. Uh, just a very humble man and and very very kind and very polite yeah. and uh, it's funny because we interview people every once in a while and uh, we got done with the interview with him and oh also we should probably bring up the fact that <laughs> go go figure we had technical issues and I it, we just couldn't I kept dialing his number and it would not go through would not go through would <clears throat> not go through so Matt is like text him to let him know like we're trying to get through and it, it was probably we were we were probably seven minutes late yeah the text didn't even go through and then i ended up having to just straight up call him from my cell phone and yeah it was so weird we couldn't get anything to go through and yeah. then matt called him and we were we were seven minutes late and he was just so gracious about it like he understood he didn't he's like no i was actually worried i was i was trying to message you guys like oh crap did i get the time wrong and it's like no it was totally us dude. you're fine yeah uh, and I just thought that was really kind. He was he was just a very good dude. But as soon as we get done with the interview, he sends he he like messages me to say thank you. Like just thank you for interviewing. And I was just like super cool dude. So um yeah, yeah it was a really good time. Um We're and, we're gonna have to uh get get a couple of Funko Pops sent his way, bro. Yeah, oh my god. To, uh, yeah, uh, I do I will tell you though ooh, that the Earl Sinclair Funko Pops are not cheap. Oh, I know. I saw them. Uh, they're not cheap, but uh, <laughs> And you could buy one autograph, but I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to send it yeah, to him directly. Get him to do it. He cracks me up when he's like, "I don't like it." People are always requesting these kidcos, <laughs> like Funko. <laughs> yeah, we love him. Uh, yeah, he's cool, dude. Um, and done a little bit of everything: theater, movies, you know, television. He's been a little bit, a little bit everywhere. So, I would love to see the stuff he was talking about that he did. Uh, the Zoom stuff. During the pandemic, I think it'd be a yeah. lot of fun to watch. The murder mystery Zoom stuff would probably be a lot of fun to watch. So, Ooh. yeah, they they couldn't do anything else, so they did Zoom murder mysteries. <laughs> it was kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, great dude. I, I actually, I would love for you guys to to email us and let us know, you know, or drop us a tweet or Instagram, but let us know like what you it was funny Matt posted on Facebook that a teaser that we were going to be talking to him and he just started get like people would just like hit him up like <laughs> I remember him from this oh my god he's the guy from and everybody said something different which I yeah. think is cool so I would love to hear what you guys remember him from the most like drop us a line tweet uh, tweet or Instagram or better yet send us an email uh, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com and let us know, you know what you know Stuart from uh, not not Stuart Stuart Pankin. We got to be very clear. Yeah, different. I, I don't want to know what you know Stewie from. Like God, I don't want to know. Please don't Stay tell in me. that back alley somewhere. Yeah. I wasn't there. I had nothing to do with it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> not getting a whole Russia email. Probably know him from smoking in the boys' room. Not getting a not getting, Motley Crue reference. Not, speaking of Motley Crue, not getting a whole lot of uh, 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 emails about how people just miss him on this show. <laughs> Ah, fucking, he doesn't listen. Uh, uh, just, <laughs> um, just from the hallway. No, nah, he's not here right now. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. We, uh, have we do have a website. Funny that you should mention mention that. It is www.themixtapepod.com. It's a pretty cool website, actually. You should go over and check it out, man. Uh, you can see fun pictures of us and read our little bios and... 
You can uh, follow all of our good stuff on there. You can buy our merch, which I am actually currently yeah. wearing uh, a hoodie from from us. Well, I have some uh, limited edition merch. Coming you got some way. special stuff made yeah. just for you. Yes, I did. Well, eventually we may have it out for other people. It'll but show up in my house sometime. I'm actually curious to see how it looks when you get it. So, because you Sounds got it, like it's in about a week. From you're, you're getting like embroidered stuff, so that's pretty yes. cool. Got a couple hats and a, a I'm assuming iron-on patch. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. nice patches. We don't need patches. No patches. You don't need no stinking patches. Oh, man. Although if you wanted to buy them, they may soon be available <laughs> on but you do need some stinking the mixtapepod.com. Uh yeah. So yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's about all we got. Hey, uh just shilling that merch money. Just get it on out there. How do you think I gotta pay? My kids need food. <laughs> gotta, we don't only buy our own merch. I got an eighteen year old. That motherfucker can eat. We need some money some money. It's funny, actually, he doesn't. He goes through weird little, like, spells. That's, yeah. I guess that's what 18. He's tall and skinny. I don't really know whose kid he is because uh, he's not built like me. His mom's skinny, but she's not tall. So I don't. <laughs> he's not, like, super he got, tall. He got a giant gene from somebody. He's yeah. not He's not super well, tall, but, you. but he's six foot. And it's not. That's not my. Fa- well, some a couple Your of my kids taller than me, man. A couple of my Jeez. uncles. A couple of my uncles were tall. Was he bitten by a radioactive giraffe? <laughs> yeah, my my <laughs> son got bitten by a radioactive giraffe, and it just made him tall and skinny. Because <laughs> what what giraffe power do you get? The ability to smack people with your neck? Like, what do you get? Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all you get. You got in a purple tongue. Right Seven there. vertebrae that just shatters bone. <laughs> But he does. He goes. No, through, it's not purple. It's a black tongue. If you remember. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. He goes through weird bouts, man. It's like I guess that's <laughs> I guess that's what teenage boys do. But he's like, like one minute we'll sit down and we'll put food. And he'll say he's hungry, and then he won't like barely nibble at it. And then like two days later, he eats freaking a whole loaf of bread and two jars of peanut butter. And I'm like, dude, what the? I'll come out like, dude, did you eat all? Separately, it's not a sandwich. He just. Yeah, he just he eats slices of bread. He just eats and just the bread. Handful hey, of peanut butter. Hey, sometimes. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I was gonna say I eat slices of bread sometimes, but I could just see him like scooping his hand in the peanut butter. Like, oh, I'm like, son, we have spoons. Yeah, no, there's just, definitely a better solution spoon, for this. Spoon, no butter. good. Like my, like my kids, he is he is 18, so he's kind of like a Neanderthal at this point. Just miss the peanut butter solution reference. He actually. Uh, he actually uh, better good. he graduates high school here in, a, in, a, in about a month and a half so oh geez that's uh, weird man yeah it's very weird well kev's saying yeah because i mean you've known him well both of you guys have known him since mm-hmm. he was little you know yeah so i tell people like i've talked to people i haven't talked to in a while and they're like oh how old your kid i'm like he's well Ke- uh matt was under the impression yeah, that me. my kids were like he's <laughs> like how old is your, how old is your kid he's like, like 12 i'm like now, he's right? 18 you numb shit <laughs> <laughs> okay in my defense the last time i saw him in person he was a child That's he was true. very young well yeah but you know years have passed since then right <laughs> hey man time's a flat circle and it's just a it's just a figment of our imagination hey man time's so, not real dude <laughs> just a what you smoking oh, God. nothing where do i get some <laughs> All right, well, just sleep deprived. <laughs> Waking up at two o'clock in the morning to find out if I can go to work today or not. And guess what? I couldn't. Yeah. It was terrible weather. Yeah, you got all that snow, man. Sorry, yeah. sorry to hear that. 
is yeah. local. And here, from what but... I understand, it may be the same tomorrow. Yeah, it probably so. will be. It's kind I of fine right now, but from what I understand, tomorrow morning it could be shit again. So, shit Bro. again. Welcome to Missouri, everybody. Welcome to Missouri. Just, just me in Missouri. Everybody else in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right, Cincinnati. We're living on the air in Cincinnati. You shouldn't have done that because you know it's like a law here. If you start talking about that, we have to sing the song, right? And like, yeah, and like you got to drop a turkey law. out of a window. <laughs> out of a helicopter. As God is my witness, I thought oh my turkeys God, could turkeys fly. Oh God! All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we really got. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the interview and this uh, short version of the mixtape podcast. Like I said, we will be back in two weeks with actual normal shows. Actually, probably won't even be two weeks from the time you're listening to this. It'll probably be about a week when the 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 regular shows start dropping. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the Twisted Kid editions and the interviews that we've been putting out. Twisted Kids just uh, we really want to talk about really bizarre movies sometimes and. We intend to have other guests on. Hopefully, we'll be crossing over with some other podcasts here soon when we've kind of had the word out to a few and got some people that want to come on and do some weird shit with us and talk about some weird shit with us. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that should be coming up. And we got a whole list of bizarro movies. But if there's something oh, you think yeah. we should talk about on either the mixtape or Twisted Kid, drop us a line, let us know. Um, and we'll probably do it because that's who we are. Yeah, that's what we do. But we got some great guests coming up, uh, some interviews coming up, some some people joining joining us on the show that will just be doing some guest hosting with us. So stick around for all that. Like I said, if you don't mind, leave us a review and wherever you listen. Uh, we'd appreciate it. We want to help the show grow. That That's really the best way to do it. Uh, what else, guys? Uh, is this coming yeah. out before the screening or after? It will be out before the screening, yes. Well, then we should probably mention the screening. I mean, did we not mention? We'll mention the screening, man. Don't think we Go did. Go ahead and mention the screening. So we've got a screening coming up at Humble Monk Brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio on March 25th. Uh, you can find tickets on our website, which is www.themixtapepod.com. If that was incorrect, uh, Jay, just edit the correct I'm drunk as fuck. In there. Yeah. There <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be showing uh, Shakespeare's Shitstorm from Troma Entertainment with the creator and founder of the Toxic Avenger and Troma Entertainment, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman himself, will be in attendance and uh, will be doing a live Q&A. He'll have uh, Toxie and some Troma there and uh, free autographs if free you autographs. Uh, purchase a ticket. And plenty of merchandise so, for sale. So Yeah, plenty of merchandise. And, you know, Humble Monk is a great brewery here in town. They It's like one of our favorite hangout spots. They have great people, great people, fantastic brews, so you can come out. And if you're under 21, it's okay. You can buy a pop. It's fine. You're allowed in. It's okay. Uh, I've had a couple of people ask, um, what's this movie rated? I don't think it is, but, like, yeah. uh, look, if you want to bring your kid, that's on you. It is a trauma yeah. movie. <laughs> just saying. There's definitely some nudity in it. From oh, what I can tell. Yeah, there's going to be and lots of lots of shit. There's a there's a chicken that's naked. In One might say there's a shit storm in this movie. Yes. So there's gonna be a shit storm. If you have uh, seen the the trailer theme song, Ooh. you will hear the uh, the shit storm theme song. There you but, go. Uh, but I think that's all we got. I'd love to see you guys out there. So if you if you have any questions or need to know anything, just drop us a line and we will answer gladly answer whatever questions you may have. It can be uh, what time's the screening, how much are tickets, why is the sky blue? I'll figure out a way to answer all those for you. Because okay. if it the was sky's green, blue because it's a reflection of the water. The sky's blue because if it was green, we wouldn't know where to stop mowing. 
true. Harry Anderson, RIP. Uh, so that's it. I think that is all we have to say. Uh, guys, I'm sure neither of you have anything, but I will leave it open for you. Anybody have anything to add? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You guys always are. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So until next time we speak to you guys, remember to always stay, stay awesome.
act like I just fucking listened to something when I didn't listen to shit. Yeah, wow, that was crazy. We just listened to that whole interview that we recorded like a week ago. It's great.